Brother Jared Brooks has a special. Y'all can tell it's just not me. You gonna get over here by me, Kenny? Oh yeah, I'm gonna get over here. By okay. Me. I'm just thankful these young folks let me sing with them. He said it makes it age shade right off of him when he gets up here with these young people. We uh, I pulled this old song out. Man, I love I love this song. Every time the choir do, does it, I sing along with it. Every time I hear it on the radio. Uh, I think you'll recognize it. We run over it a few times. Maybe we won't uh, mess it up too bad. All right, Miss Dana.
going to go ahead and warn you before we get started. Services will be a little different tonight. Uh, I'm just going to say that and we'll get to where I'm going. But tonight I want us to look at Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. And the name I've entitled this message is Seek Forgiveness, Get Unity. This morning we talked about two things at the end of my sermon that we could practically take to our lives and apply to to show our faith in Jesus. And one of those is prayer and the other is forgiveness. And as I was studying that forgiveness for my sermon this morning, it just brought up more thoughts and I I said, well, I can't fit it in to one sermon, so I'll divide it. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight is is forgiveness. Uh, The plan, the pleasure... And the purpose for forgiveness. Look at, look at Matthew 18 with me. Matthew 18 and verse 15. It says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Now skip down to verse 19 with me. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them out of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for allowing us to have the services we've had today. Just bless this time we have together tonight. Just forgive us all our sins. In your name I pray. Amen. The plan that Jesus lays out here for forgiveness, it has a specific order. And the first thing that we see is the plan is the offended go to the offender. Isn't that what he says? If you have a fault against a brother, go to him. Okay, if if when we are offended, when we we have problems in our lives, we need to go to those people who've done it. We need to be diligently seeking forgiveness. See, even uh, recently, I've I've, uh, offended people and and I've had no clue that I did it. And, And, you know, expecting someone who offends to know he or she has wronged you is putting a lot of faith in that person. Ask my wife, okay? She she hints at it sometimes, and I've had no clue. Tell me. And that's what Jesus is calling us to do. There's not some omnipresent person out here who understands all your thoughts and feelings. We are to go to the one who offended us. And that's in the very specific plan that Jesus laid out. It makes perfect sense. You say, well, Trey, you don't know what that person did to me. No, I do not. But that's what Scripture says. And when Scripture tells us to do something, whether we uh, understand it or not, that's what the Scripture says. And God's way is higher and greater than my understanding in the way I do things. Harboring a fault, holding on to it, only brings worry and division. Harboring offense is not only problematic, but it's unbiblical. Jesus says, go to them that are offended. If we as a church want unity, it will come through godly living, biblical living, going and talking to the people 
that have offended us. Harboring an ill thought about someone only causes you to be bitter about that person. Problems among ourselves should be dealt with. The next thing uh, is I want to talk about Jesus makes this plain as day in his relationship towards us. As the offender, God came to us, didn't he? He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to us to fix the problem. We had, we had offended God with breaking his law. We had sin in our life, right? And he sent his son to make that right. He came to us. He, the plan that Jesus lays out here, Jesus himself performed this plan. There was no way for me to get to him, but rather he came to me. And then even further, the Lord sent his spirit to convict me of my sin and identify my fault. Isn't that what he does? I'm pretty sure the scripture says he came and he draws us to him. So that that relationship could be restored, even Jesus and the plan of salvation leads us into this plan given to us for forgiveness. I want to take just a brief moment to talk about the pleasure of forgiveness. To gain a brother. Isn't that what it says? To gain a brother. Let me tell you, there's pleasure in a restored relationship. There's great peace in knowing that a relationship is restored. I can enjoy laying my head down at night knowing that my relationship with my brother or sister in Christ is in good standing. Not only is there pleasure in that, but there's a burden that's lifting from us. There's a heavy burden to carry when you feel like you cannot communicate or talk to your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's not the way that God intended it to be. If we fail to seek forgiveness, loneliness and heartache will be the first things that set in. But if we pursue forgiveness, love and peace and mercy overshadow our lives. I am so glad that when Jesus offers me forgiveness, He does not overshadow my life with guilt and shame and remembrance of my fault. And this, this was something hard for me to grasp as I was working on this sermon because so often, as human beings, this is what we do. Oh, I forgive you. And then immediately we overshadow their lives with guilt and shame and remembrance of their fault. Have you ever done that? You ever used this line? I love this line because it's not biblical. Um, it says, uh, Jesus told me to forgive, but he never told me to forget. That's not really biblical. Yes, Jesus told us to forgive, but what is forgiveness? Jesus' forgiveness, he says he casted our sin as far as the east is from the west. He knows it no more. That's what forgiveness is. And, and if we overshadow someone's life in guilt and shame, that's not really forgiveness at all. You, you say, okay, I forgive them, but then you say, I'm going to let them earn their trust. But if we overshadow their lives with guilt and, and shame and remembrance of that fault, we don't allow the door of trust to be bonded or fixed. Do we hinder the amount of trust we allow others to gain in our minds by overshadowing their life with guilt and remembrance of their fault? Jesus with the woman caught in adultery, I think, is the perfect 
example of what true forgiveness looks like. The woman received forgiveness, but also she she received freedom. When Jesus was standing there and he was looking around and, and, and he said, if you are without sin, cast the first stone. And they went, right? Because none of them, absolutely none of them was without sin. And the only one that that day that was able to condemn her chose to forgive her. And when he did, what did he say? He said, go and sin no more. There's freedom in a restored relationship. But next, there's a definite purpose to forgiveness. In verses 19 and 20 it says, And I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask it, and it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. The purpose of forgiveness is unity. Isn't that beautiful? When we, when we start to love one another and we start to forgive and give mercy and grace to the people around us the way that God has given mercy and grace to us, it, the result is unity. And, and, and I'm going to go back and I'm going to say this. There's two more steps there. Uh, the first one. Uh, you know, I just read the first step, go to a brother and then you go with them, two people, and then you take it to the church. And, and the, the fact of the matter is the reason there's so many steps is God doesn't want your grace to end at the door when they tell you no. He wants you to pursue forgiveness at any cost. Jesus pursued us and gave it His all on the cross for forgiveness. There's a definite, definite purpose for forgiveness, and that's unity. Christ did not look at His disciples and say, if you hate and argue with one another, all men will know you're good Baptists. No, Jesus said, by this shall all men, men know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Isn't that what He said? Isn't that beautiful? There is just this presence of unity that Jesus gives to those people who truly seek forgiveness. And then Jesus makes this amazing promise. He says, when those people come together, I'll be in the midst of them. Jesus even promises here that He will be there when they come together. Man, oh man, I don't want to build a building here at this church and say, promised land built a building. I want to build a church here at Promised Land to let the world know that Jesus Christ is here with us. And it's going to take unity to do that. I told you the services would be a little bit different. And being short is not what I meant because I'm always short. But what I want to do tonight is it discouraged me a little bit. We went to class a while ago and one of the teenagers looked at us and said, Trey, I know what the main conflict is. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. But listen, it's pretty easy for a church to see a need. It's even bigger for a church to feel that need in unity. That's where we're at. We've already seen the need. We've got to build a building, right? But feeling that need... And I'm not saying that we can't disagree, but the problem is is when disagreement comes to conflict. Yeah. 
And that's what we don't need. We need unity. Okay? So what I want to do tonight, and it's something we've done before here at Promised Land, is I want about six groups. We're going to divide up into different classrooms. And we're just going to pray over this project, unity in our church.